Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Latin Poetry Podcast. Uh, my name is Chris Franchese, and we are in the middle of Ovid's letter written from Phaedra to Hippolytus. Uh, and the earlier episodes have dealt with sort of the mythographic background of that and who Phaedra is and who Hippolytus is. And um, now she's essentially trying to seduce him uh, through a uh, every argument she can possibly imagine. Last time we saw that uh, hunting and sex are seen as kind of mutually exclusive pursuits in, in Greek mythology a lot. So you think of the of Daphne or Callisto. These are um, nymphs who like to hunt and want to have nothing to do with men. And of course, Diana herself is a virgin goddess. So that's sort of follows a familiar pattern. In this section, Ovid uh, thinks of examples of huntsmen who do have love affairs and sort of cites those or makes Phaedra cite those as examples that... Uh, Hippolytus should follow. The first one is Cephalus, who is um, the beloved, he's a famous hunter and the beloved of Aurora, the dawn goddess. And um, so Aurora has this really old husband uh, who is just like, you know, useless and impotent. And she abandons him to go, to go for the, the young and dashing Cephalus. And they get it on the woods. Uh, the other example that she gives is that of Adonis, the favorite of Venus. Um, both these stories, by the way, are in the Metamorphoses, and you can go look them up there. They're terrific. And uh, so, you know, that one has a has a tragic ending. They both have tragic endings. Uh, with In the case of Adonis, he goes out hunting and gets gored, and Venus's lament for the dying Adonis is sort of the focal point of that that myth. Oh, there's a wonderful, um, wonderful sculpture of, uh, by Auguste Rodin of Venus lamenting over Adonis that's in the Walters Museum in Baltimore. If you ever get there, definitely seek that out. Anyway, so uh, the third example is Melieger, who loved Atalanta, the athletic uh, runner at Atalanta. And uh, the Ovid claims that she received the pelt of the Caledonian boar uh, from, <laughs> from Melieger, which he's uh, famous for having killed. Let's do that section. I'll read it to you in an English translation, my sort of literal English translation, and then uh, I'll read it for you in the Latin as well. Only put off your austerity. The word is duritia, your hardness, your, your sort of toughness and austerity. Put off your austerity and leave it on the forested mountain ridges. I do not deserve to die in your war. Uh, the, where there is militia, like military service, she says, "Non sum digna perire militia tua." Your that's an emendation actually for materia, uh, but uh, the text is a little unclear. Why does it please you to pursue the profession of girded Diana? And the word girded there is inkinktai Diana. Um, the point there is that she, as a huntress, is out there with, wearing a tunic of some sort, and she belts it up. Uh, Kingo to, to encircle with a belt, and that makes her more mobile and agile. So in Kinkdai Dianae, and deprive Venus of her proper number of followers. That which lacks alternating periods of rest does not last. All right, the word is requies. Quod carat alterna requie durabile non est. It's quite true. Rest restores strength and renews our worn-out bodies, uh, fessa membra. Think of the bow. You should emulate the weapon of your favorite, Diana. If you never unstring it, it will become slack.
Uh, the word slack there is mullus, soft, literally, or kind of worn out, maybe. Cephalus was famous in the forests, and many wild beasts had fallen on the turf when he struck them. Still, he offered himself unreluctantly to be loved by Aurora. Yeah, you can see the the way she puts the exemplar, right? It's uh, she just that's what she wants Hippolytus to do is offer himself unreluctantly. The goddess was wise to go to this man and abandon her aged husband. Many times, any old patch of grass held up Venus and the spawn of Cenurus as the two of them reclined under elex trees. And the son of Oeneus, that's Meleager, burned with love for Arcadian Atalanta. She had the spoils of a wild beast as a pledge of love. We too should be reckoned among that crowd as soon as possible. Take away Venus, and your forest is dull and uninteresting. Rustica. That's a wonderful argument. So the forest is rustic, that is sort of boorish and uninteresting. If you take away Venus, that is the, uh, the erotic part of it. I myself will come as champion, undeterred by the shady rocks or the wild boar, formidable because of the slanting blow of its tusk. Right, so she's going to go out and hunt with him, and she's not going to be worried about the, the wild boar, Aper, which is um, timendus, fear, you know, to be feared, obliquo dente, literally because of its sideways tusk, which uh, seems to me to mean something like that, slanting blow. All right, here's that uh, section in Latin. Tu modo du ritiam silvis de pone jugosis, non sum militia digna perire tua, quid juat in cinctae studia exercere dianae, et veneri numerosos e repuisse suos. Quod caret alterna requie, durabile non est, haec reparat vires, fessaque membra noat. Arcus, et arma tuae tibi sunt imitanda dianae, si numquam cesses tendere molis erit. Clarus erat silvis cephalus, multaeque per erbas conciderant illo percutiente ferae. Nec tamen aurorae malese praebebat amandum, Ibat ad hunc sapiens, a senediva viro. Saepe sub i licibus venerem, cunuraque creatum sustinuit positos quaelibet erba duos. Arsit et oinides in mainalia talanta, illa ferrae spolium pignus amoris habet, Nos quoque quam primum turba numeremur in ista. Si venerem tolas, rustica silva tu est. Ipsa comes veniam, nec me latebrosa moebunt saxa, nec obliquo dente timendus aper. In the next section, Phaedra offers to abandon Theseus completely and move to Troezen to be with Hippolytus. Uh, and in a really interesting argument, she 
she uses details of Theseus's known activities to argue that he's ignoring and slighting both of them, sort of creating a common bond between the two of them uh, by trashing Theseus. When, as you know, if you know the mythology, there's plenty of things to criticize Theseus about, not just abandoning Ariadne, um, which is sort of his most, fam his most famous misdeed. Um, but if you read, say, Plutarch's Life of Theseus, there's tons of stuff to criticize. The, the, um, I mean, his, his great achievement is to unify Attica and sort of create, he's the founding father, the George Washington of, of Athens in a lot of ways. Uh, but nobody pretended that he had a spotless moral character. Um, the, one of the issues that comes up is the, uh, his treatment of Antiope, his Amazon wife, whom he stole, of course, from uh, her homeland. And uh, Phaedra claims that he actually killed her. Um, and there's very, various different traditions about how she actually died, but sure, she picks the one that's least favorable. Uh, and uh, Plutarch, and this is something Phaedra doesn't mention, but that when he's um, he's 50 years old, he goes and abducts uh, with Perithous, his friend, they abduct Helen, who's still a teenager, and Plutarch just finds this absolutely gross. Uh, and anyway, so the other sort of aspect of the mythology that gets highlighted in these next sections is his friendship with Perithous. Perithous is a lapith, and um, Theseus helps. Uh, so they're from Thessaly, and Theseus goes to uh, Perithous's wedding um, with Hippodamia. And during the wedding, the centaurs who were invited to attend get drunk and they try to carry off the bride and they just get unruly. And so there's a, a battle and a sort of famous battle between the Lapiths and the centaurs that Theseus takes part in. Um, and in general, he, he tends to spend time with Perthuis running around Greece and, and Phaedra makes good, good hay with this, uh, that like he's not even around, he's just ignoring you. Uh, so why would you even be loyal to him at all? Uh, she argues. All right, so here the, here's this section. This is going to be lines 105 to 128. Um, oh, sorry. There's a little bit of weird geography here. She mentions the Isthmus, uh, presumably that's the Isthmus of Corinth, and the implication is that Trozen is very close to that. It's actually not. It's more like 50 miles away, but uh, he isn't too precise with his Greek geography here. So... Uh, keep that in mind. All right. Two seas assault the isthmus with their waves. A thin slip of earth hears the sound of each sea. That's a wonderful way to describe the isthmus of Corinth. Yeah, tenuis telus audit utrumque mare. Here's both seas. I will dwell here with you in Troezen, the realm of Pythias. That land is already dearer to me than my fatherland. The heroic son of Neptune, here she gets very sarcastic when she refers to Theseus. The heroic son of Neptune is away at the moment and will be away for a long time. The face of his friend Perithous detains him. Unless we deny the plain facts, Theseus has preferred Perithous to Phaedra and Perithous to you. Nor has this injury from him come to me alone. Each of us has been harmed in significant ways. He scattered the bones of my brother upon the ground. This is a, this is a reference to the, the Minotaur. Yeah. The uh, commentator Palmer has a really funny comment on this line about this mei fratris, the, the Minotaur. 
he says, perhaps the most flagrant instance of bad taste in Ovid. But Catullus is to blame for it. And then he quotes Catullus 64, line 150, at Podius Germanum Mitra Crevi, I decided to lose my, to, to let my brother go. Uh, the idea that the Minotaur is like her beloved brother is it's kind of ludicrous. All right, so back to, sorry, back to this. He scattered the bones of my brother upon the ground, crushed with his, with his three-knotted club. My sister, that's Ariadne, he abandoned to be the prey of wild beasts. A woman preeminent in valor among the axe-bearing girls, that's the, uh, the Amazons, of course, she uses the word, securigeras uh, puelas, the axe-bearing girls. She bore you, a mother whose lively energy was worthy of her son. If you should ask where she is, Antiope, Theseus ran her through with his sword, nor was the mother safe with such a great pledge. And um, so that line is a little bit idiomatic. She says, Nec tanto mater pignore tuta fuit. The mother was not safe due to such a great pledge, despite having such a great pledge, pignus. And that's actually pretty standard Latin. They tend to refer to children sometimes as the pledge between husband and wife. That is a, a pledge of, like, that proves the reality of their marriage. And uh, it's like a guarantee. The word can mean guarantee. So like that they refer to children as like little guarantees. She was not even married, was Antiope, and taken home with a bridal torchlight procession. Why is this? Unless he wanted to make sure that you did not inherit your father's kingdom, being a bastard, Nothus. And he added brothers for you, born from me. Yet it was not I who wanted to raise them, but he. Would that my innards had been burst apart in the midst of giving birth, since they were going to harm you, most beautiful of things. Yeah, so that's a very little translation of pulcherrime rerum, most beautiful one of most beautiful man in the world is what she means by that. Right, so she wishes she died in childbirth rather than having these other sons that would compete for Hippolytus in getting the inheritance that is the throne of Athens. Go now and revere the couch of your well-deserving father. This is more sarcasm. It's the enunc, classic Latin signal of sarcasm. Go ahead. Yeah, revere the couch lectum of your... Uh, deserving parent, meriti parentis. So the, the normal filial duty, which would be a very positive thing in Roman thinking, uh, she's like, yeah, that's like that's appropriate. A father who flees you and by his very deeds disowns you. Quem fugit et factis abdicat ipse suis. Aequora bina suis opugnant fluctibus istmon et tenuis tellus audit utrumque mare. Hic te cum trezena colam pitheia regna, iam noncest patria carior ille mea. Tempora best, aberitque diu Neptunius heros, illum pirithui detinet ora sui. Praeposuit Theseus, nisi si manifesta negamus, pirithuum phaedrae, pirithuum tibi. 
sola nec haicat nos in iuria venerabillo, in magnis laesi rebus uterque sumos. Ossa mei fratres, clava per fracta trinodi sparsit humi, soror est traida relicta feris. Prima securigeras inter virtute puellas, te peperit, nati digna vigore parens. Si quairas ubiset, tesius latus ense pereget, nec tanto mater pignore tuta fuit. At ne nupta quidem taidaque kepta jugali, cur nisi ne caperes regna paterna notus. Adididet fratres ex me tibi, Ostamen omnes, non ego tolendi causa, sed ille fuit. O oh, tinam nocitura tibi, pulcherrima rerum, in medioni su viscera opta forent. Inunc, sic meriti lectum, reverere parentes, quem fugit, et factis abdicat ipsa suis. All right, I'll finish up this time with uh, one more section, lines 129 to 146, where she she makes this outrageous argument that the uh, the close family connection between them is really no problem. She cites Jupiter and Juno as a precedent and actually argues that, that it's a, an asset. And then she says, well, even if it's, if it's a bad thing, if it's a crime, the affair will be easily concealed because of it. And she claims that one of the advantages that, you know, he won't have to deal with a, a jealous husband or, or a slip past guards. I mean, it's, it's just, oh man, um, Ovid is something else. All right, so here's, here's the English uh, for this section. She says, just because I appear to be a stepmother, I appear to be, right? So she says, widear, I, I seem to be a stepmother, uh, about to unite with my stepson, coitura. Privigno, uh, do not let such empty titles terrify your mind, wana nomina. That old-fashioned sense of moral obligation, that, that ista wetus pietas, that old pietas, uh, destined to die out with the passing of time, was rustic. Iborish was sort of simple, even when Saturn ruled. Jupiter had established has established that whatever gives pleasure, Jupiter esse pium statuit quodcumque juarit. And the fact that Juno married her brother gives it fullest sanction. And the words there are fas omne faciet, fratri marita soror. I think that the, uh, the commentators are right. This just means, omne here means like fully, rather than, not that everything is legal, but that this thing that we're going to do is entirely, entirely right. That, that family connection on which Venus herself has tied the knots is joined with a firm bond. This is the usual metonymy, so that the family, the family that sleeps together is like, close. I don't know, it's just so, so bad. Uh, even if we are doing wrong, it is not a difficult task to conceal love. 
our misdeed will be able to be concealed under the name of family. Cognato, uh, cognato nomine. If someone sees us embrace, we will both be praised. I will be called a stepmother loyal to my stepson. You will not have to unlock a harsh husband's front door in the dark or slip past a guard. Just as one house has held us too, one house shall, shall hold us. It's like we can just go on as before. You used to give kisses openly. You will give kisses openly. You will be safe with me and will earn praise through your misdeed, even if you are seen reclining on my couch. And it's just a delicious oxymoron there, right? Tutus eris mecum laudemque merebre culpa. You will earn praise through crime. All right, great section. Uh, here it is in Latin, and we'll uh, end there for today. Nec quia privigno videar coitura noverca, terruerint animos, nomina vana tuos. Ista vetus pietas, aivo moritura futuro, rustica Saturno regna tenente fuit. Jupiter esse pium statuit, quod cumque juaret, et fas omne facit. Fratre marita soror. Illa coit firma generis junctura catena, imposuit nodos qui venus ipsa suos. Nec labor est celare, licet pecemus amorem, cognato poterit nomine culpa tegi. Viderit amplexos aliquis, Laudabimur ambo. Dicar privigno fida noerca meo. Non tibi per tenebras duri reseranda mariti, janua, nec custos decipiendus erit. Ut tenuit domus una duos, domus una tenebit. Oscula perta dabas, oscula perta dabis. Tutus eris mecum, laudemque merebre culpa, tu licet in lecto, conspiciare meo. All right, thanks a lot for listening. Hope to see you next time. And if you're enjoying the show, go ahead and rate it uh, and uh, leave a review. Uh, if uh, you have a chance, that'll help others find the show. Take care and uh, hope to see you again soon. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.